Hello and welcome to the Twin Cast. This is our third episode. Thank you for listening. We all are super glad. So what me and Oliver have decided is we're going to talk about the best and most divisive films of 2019. And we're going to talk about all the movies that got most of the movies that were best picture nominated. We're going to give our thoughts and our views of each of these films. And we hope the audience will enjoy. Today, Oliver, which movie are we talking about? Well, I think we should start with um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's it was directed by a very acclaimed director that I'm sure everybody knows. Which Quentin is, Tarantino. Uh, this yep. people either say is his masterpiece or a big misstep. Me and Oliver, mm-hmm. who are usually agree a lot about film, do not have are not on the same page with this film. We have totally different viewpoints to this film, and we're going to get in to those right now. Thank you for being here. And please listen. So Oliver, there are a couple of things we do agree on. And those Mm -hmm. three things I think we could agree on are production design, the music, and the acting. Why don't you start us off with the acting? Why do you think it was so good? Well, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Brad Pitt both give very, they give a very good impression that their career is faltering. And there's like, there's this really good scene, especially with DiCaprio, where he starts, um, he gives a tantrum because he forgot his lines. And it was just amazing. The acting, I think, was also very good. I saw this movie a couple of days ago in preparation for this video. And I have to say, both actors gave awesome performances. Thing about what Quentin Tarantino was able to, he was ju- able to juxtapose these two characters. Cliff Booth, who's this calm, cool, collected, suave stuntman, who's kind of also Rick's assistant. And Rick is a very insecure actor who feels that his whole movie career is going downhill after doing a couple of movies that led to him losing his spot on Bounty Law. So what I think Quentin Tarantino is saying that Rick Dalton wants to be kind of like Cliff Booth because Cliff Booth is the most cool and suave guy out there. And Rick Dalton is super insecure as an actor. I also thought... One of the best scenes of the film. So Leonardo DiCaprio begins to yell at himself and has an anger tantrum and breaks the window and just falls apart in emotionally in his trailer as he feels that his career is going down as this kind of muscle. While at the same time, Cliff Booth was is also a great actor. I'm so proud that Brad Pitt was able to win his first Academy Award for acting. And I thought he gave an excellent performance as this kind of calm, cool, collected guy who had an angry side, if you know what I'm talking about. In this review, we will be going into some spoilers for the ending and some other key plot points. So I thought Cliff gave a, Brad Pitt gave a great performance as Cliff Booth, and he was one of the best aspects of this film. The second part that me and Oliver both agree on was how beautiful the production design of this film was. They create these awesome sets that, I literally felt like I was being transported into 1960s Hollywood. I wanted to hang out with Sharon Tate and Rick Dalton and go on CLO Drive. Everything just seemed so awesome and so perfect on so many different levels. And the way Tarantino was able to use real advertisements and kind of real situations and real films to kind of build this whole atmosphere of 1960s Hollywood was very interesting. I thought it really lended itself to make the film much better much better and much more interesting. Oliver, what were your thoughts on the production design? 
Yeah, it really does take you back to the golden age of Hollywood. And I especially like it whenever they go, whenever they're like filming a movie. Mm-hmm. And the film sets inside the actual movie are kind of like other film sets. So it's like an inception of film sets. And I think they did the production really well. And not only are you being transported to 1960s, like the time period, you're also being brought to like a Hollywood studio. And you really see how all the people come together to make a great movie. Yeah, what I thought what happened was the best thing was that we also got an inside look into the film system of the 1960s, which is very different. I never, we got to see an inside look into the film system. And with this, it allowed for the audience to get a greater understanding of kind of the life and times of 1960s. And the thing about Quentin Tarantino is even though he came in the 1990s, he still feels like a golden age director. Like he's one of the few auteurs left. And I think that's very, that was very interesting. It's just a very interesting film because now we're getting all these action-packed blockbusters that we love ourselves, but I feel that we're losing the craft of cinema. Since this was not like an adaptation and this was not like a comic book movie. This was just a free, this was a original idea of a kind of alternate history of the 1960s, which I really love. Oliver, just your thoughts. Yeah. Definitely. On his, like, um, on the direction of the film. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. And the final thing that me and Oliver agree on is the music. The soundtrack in this film is amazing. It takes all these 1960s hits that many people have forgotten about and is able to use them in an interesting way in order to build all this tension and atmosphere also providing some catchy tunes. I thought the soundtrack that Quentin Tarantino built was superb. It was awesome. It is actually a great listen, and everyone should try to go out and try to listen to this soundtrack on any streaming service or just go out and buy the CD. I think the music was fantastic. Oliver, Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts on the music? Yeah, it it does a really good job of using the music to build like an atmosphere of the time period. Yeah. It, it wasn't the thing about each song was they were all really good and they all had a little bit different purpose. Some of the songs were able to portray kind of the characters. Like there was a lot of upbeat and happy songs with what's her name, Sharon Tate, to show kind of her bubbly personality, which I thought was really smart. And with Cliff Booth, we kind of had these chill, laid back tracks, which also, so what I think Quentin Tarantino was able to do is kind of use music in the background in order to enhance the character that was there and this was especially used i think the best scene where this one was used is where cliff booth is just driving is driving really fast and ridiculously crazy onto the theme of a great rock ballad in order to kind of show that he also he kind of has this carefree personality which i really thought was really smart yeah dropping the good up we're going to talk about our differing opinions on the film Oliver will give his, I will give mine, and then we'll just wrap this up. So, Oliver, what are your mixed feelings on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Well, first of all, um, there's one more um, positive I'd like to comment. There's this, like, really intensive fight scene between Bruce Lee and okay. um, Cliff, Cliff Booth. Okay, that was hilarious. That was, that I actually was, really, yeah, I really like that. Um, that was some great character development. And just, I know um, Bruce Lee's family was annoyed by this, but I thought it was hilarious, to yeah. be honest. And the choreography was actually done really well. Yeah. Like, 
it wasn't like Jason Bourne quick cut like action. It wasn't. No. It was actually. It was a wide angle of two guys yeah. fighting. We got to yeah. see every single moment. There wasn't. It wasn't like that quick cut Jason Bourne kind of these new wave of Liam Neeson action films that can turn any star into an action hero. Mm-hmm. So Oliver, why don't you give like, us? Yeah, you can tell that they. Yeah. Well, um, sometimes I feel like the film could be quite messy. Not like messy, but. Tarantino juggled a lot of different plot points. On one hand, he was trying to show the, he was trying to show the like the faltering careers of Dalton and Dumbu. And on the other hand, he kind of wanted to make a film about the Manson murders. And like the two never really quite come together until the end. Yeah. So Oliver, you were also talking about how you felt that the movie dragged a little bit. Why don't you kind of give us your perspective, and then I'll give my perspective on the film. Um, well, occasionally the movie would drag towards the middle. It's not really a problem. Would you say that that would be probably in the yeah. second act, correct? Where it's more yeah, yeah. him filming the film. Yeah, see, I actually, me and you have differing opinions on this film. I mean, so let me give you my take on it. First of all, first and third act are amazing. I think they're fantastic. The third act has some of the best action and some of the be- most cathartic scenes in the history of film. It is awesome. The first act was very good and it had a great depth in enabling the, to understand the personalities of each character. Sharon Tate going to the Playboy Mansion, having fun with her friends. Then we got Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. We kind of got their personalities at the film scene with Marvin Schwartz. And what I thought was awesome at the first act is the amount of hidden exposition in the film. They yeah. plant so many different plot points in the film, like meeting the director, meeting the guy who wants to make Italian movies, and the flamethrower scene, which both play back into the second and third acts, respectively. That, I thought, was excellent on the part of Tarantino, him being able to kind of build, put these little, little, like, he took all his tricks out of the bag and just put little hints of something to come later. And what I felt was, yes, there is a lot of exposition, which can get grinding, but... I think the hidden exposition was used well in order to enhance the story. And the third act has some of the most satisfying action I think I've ever seen put to film, maybe besides Inglorious Bastards. I loved the fight where Cliff Booth gets high on the acid cigarette, comes back to see Tex and the followers, and he just slaughters them. The dog mauls Tex and the other woman, and then that ginger redhead who stabs him he brutally beats her to death, which was amazing how Tarantino was able to shoot that and kind of the skill he did with those action sequences. And mm-hmm. coming back to the flamethrower, the flamethrower scene was so awesome. So there's a funny line in the film where he's like, where he was talking about how he wants to kill the Nazis, right? And most of the audience, including myself, believe that was just going to be a little scene that was hilarious. But no. Tarantino yeah. finds a way to bring that flamethrower back in when the woman, when one of the women who was mauled by the dog falls into the pool, Rick Dalton gets up, takes his flamethrower and burns her to shreds. I thought that was hilarious. And I thought that was extremely skilled of Tarantino to bring that back into the loop. Okay. Yeah. My Although, only problems yeah. are about 10 minutes of the film where Kurt Russell is providing a lot of explanation. I think that was kind of annoying that graded on me, but I did also like the spawn ranch scene, the meltdown. 
a lot of the things in the second act that people didn't like, I enjoy because they helped build the characters. Tarantino was able to really characterize his characters, which I really enjoyed, unlike Oliver, who felt it was dragging. And I can understand that. I can see that cutting 30 minutes of the film might have helped it, but I still enjoyed the film a lot. And I think we can yeah, both agree the Spawn yeah. Rant scene was able to build some great tension in that film. Yeah. Oliver, what do you think yeah. of the Spawn Ranch scene? It's it's a very tense scene that kind of heralds the it, it opening of Inglorious. Kind of the thing. The thing about this is this movie relies on comedy a lot more than Glorious Bastards, more than any of his films. But I will say, but Tarantino knows how to build suspense when he needs to. That scene is some of the most tense action I've ever seen. Yeah, he demonstrates like uh, he kind of demonstrates the foresight in which he plants these like little seeds, like the like the part where one of the hippies gives Cliff a cigarette, cigarette, which comes yeah, which comes into play later. He plants these like little seeds that really sprouts and pay off in a massive way, He's, and that really holds like the his juggled parts together. It really yeah, holds I mean, the film together. That's also what we did with Inglorious Bastards, right? There's mm-hmm. four different chapters that all come together in the in the fifth chapter, right? Chapter one and chapter two, there's little implants of different details. They all come together in the third act beautifully. Even though me and Oliver disagree, we can still agree that this is a, this is a very interesting film and that, you know what, I'm happy Quentin, we're both happy Quentin yeah. Tarantino went for this movie. You know, we, we don't a see a lot film. of anymore. I mean, Sam Mendes, I mean, there's very few. Christopher Nolan, Scorsese is aging. It's really Tarantino, Christopher Nolan, and maybe Spike Lee who are left of the real auteur of cinema. They really understand how to build cinema, and they're actually making great films rather than just crowd-pleasing juggernauts like Endgame. So I am happy that Tarantino is still making films. Even though this is an extremely divisive film for some critics, I still liked it. And even though me and Oliver disagreed, we still love Tarantino no matter what. Give your yeah, no matter no matter what, it's still a great film. Um, I think one final kind of gripe I have with this movie is yeah. that I really wish um, Sharon Tate had more to do with the film. She was she was characterized incredibly, and that was probably one of and she her characterization was one of the best aspects of the film. But I just wish she got to do more than just walk into a muse, um, a movie theater. Yeah, and but watch I her think movie. I think the reason Tarantino did that, which I think was actually smarter if you think about it is that he realized that we don't really know who Sharon Tate was. She was kind of like a ghost. She was an icon of the 60s who only became really famous because of the murder. So I think Tarantino was able to also show how kind and how just beautiful and how great of a person she was, which I really liked as well. So, I mean, overall, Oliver, out of 10, what would you give this film? Probably an 8. or Yeah, like a, probably an 8. Like 7.58 range, would you say? Probably higher than 7.5. It's, not, it's a good movie. It's actually a great movie. I would give this movie a 9. Me and Oliver may have differing thoughts, but we both still see the flaws and we see the strengths of it. And I think, Oliver, overall, great conversation. We'll see you back next week. Mm-hmm.